When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. machine avert your eyes and ears for the next 200 years we accidentally <laughs> recorded our garbage and put it on the internet and now it's beaming into your homes once the podcast begins it grows hungry for bad acting gay panic and 80s metal stereotypes heed my warning you will get a fright because it's horror movie night and we're discussing terrorvision that was that was fantastic thank you See, I sent these to him last night so he would have time to practice them. <laughs> and also, uh, with the other one, it, it tells me exactly the voice that I'm supposed to do. Terror Vision, picked by Scott. As an apology to you guys for all the shit that I've picked uh, that you hated. Dude, this was so much. I love this movie so much. It's not a good movie. It never will be a good movie. But it is a fun movie. Right. I don't think that it ever is trying to be a good movie that's the whole point you know yeah i mean when the movie starts off with the closest to a b-52s ripoff song you could ever record <laughs> you know that you're in for for a good time i want to tell a quick story so i i uh was at my friend's house watching ufc but i was like getting messages on my phone and i saw that adam had messaged me the intro for next week's movie and then i got this message <laughs> And it just said, Terrorvision, so cheesy. Holy fuck, it's beef. I'll watch anything with beef. Oh, no, her boyfriend's a punk. And I said, is that the write-up? And, and he said, whoops, I meant to send that to myself as my notes. <laughs> yeah, so I, there's, there's one part of this movie that I'm very excited about. <laughs> I, I know that there's one part of this movie that Matt is very excited about, too, and it has everything to do with the check from Better Off Dead. Oh, my God, yeah. 
Uh, You're, she's super cute. She's cute as a button. Yeah. So, so okay. So this movie opens up with an alien just like shooting another alien out into outer space, immediately making me think of Night of the Creeps. Yep. <laughs> and, um, and it does this really like weird uh, cartoon of just this beam of light just bouncing and ricocheting I, off of planets. It's very Looney Tunes. Yeah. It's it, this movie is like fourteen different things just smashed into one film, but it works. It does. Uh, so we cut to the 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 star of the movie is like the ultimate stereotype of an eighties family. Uh, they're getting their their satellite TV. Grandpa's from the war. The kid loves violence. The daughter's a punk rocker. The parents are creepy swingers. Like everything that you expect from uh from the eighties is there but my favorite thing is that the daughter and her boyfriend od uh have you ever seen that commercial for punk and it's like uh yes like they look like the like i always want to track down that ad to see if it's actually them because they it's look not. so much <laughs> like them <laughs> it, it definitely is not but you could like i they, if they're not purposely aping terror vision that i don't know what they're fucking doing yeah yeah <laughs> it's like oh you know what i really hate is you know normal people music i love punk music yeah and then it cuts right to oh mickey you're so fine or like <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? my my favorite one was like my favorite like cut in that commercial because i've watched that commercial so many times is he's like you you know what I'm really sick of is when I buy all these albums and there's only one or two good songs. What is it going to do for me, a punk rocker? But now it's got all my favorite hits. And then immediately it's like, who could it be now? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a place, it's, it's a fucking new wave CD. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, it's so good. It's The best part about this day already is the fact that we're discussing the 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 punk compilation that you love instead of Terrorvision like that's just pretty much exactly what I was expecting to have happen. As much as I enjoy Terrorvision, there's ten minutes worth of material here because fucking <laughs> nothing happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Well, and that's okay. So this is only the second time I've ever watched this movie. But like I said, I did this as an apology because I knew that you guys would at least have fun watching it and beef is in it. So it you know it worked out. I was like not looking forward to watching this film. I'm like, ugh. I, I thought the exact same thing as you. I was like, you know what? Nothing fucking happens in this movie. But it's still, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun to get there. I mean, I like the fact that I knew the ending already because it felt like it went faster this time. Yeah. But I definitely fast forwarded a little bit of the kid in the bunker talking to, to Medusa because that woman sucks so hard. But like this, this movie is such a pastiche. Like everything's pastiche in this movie. It's like it, it's not meta because I don't think that meta horror was a thing in 1986. But it's as close to that as you're gonna get from that time period. I think because the the mom and dad are, as you said, a uh, they're they're kind of a send up of like square parents trying to be cool, but also like real perverse, sexually perverse parents. They're kind of a conspicuous consumption. Of the 80s where it's like, you know, you have to have the big satellite dish. You have to do your aerobics where everybody can watch and you, you know, stuff like that. Um, you have to stay in shape and, and it's, it's spend your money as fast as possible to show people that you have it. Uh, and then uh, the, the daughter, 
looks just like every music video from the 80s, which is so cool. Like, uh, you I looked at her and I actually took a note, note and I was like, man, this girl looks just like Haley Williams from Paramore, but, you know, 25 years early. Because um, her eye makeup is just like Paramore from, what was like, it, 2008? Like their early, yeah, like their early years when they first started to, like, be a thing. Yeah, yeah, the the Riot album. I think that was 2007 or 2008 when that came out. And, uh, I mean, I love Haley Williams. I think that she's fantastic. And I love that she and Chad from Nef- Newfound Glory are such a great couple because Chad was married to Sherry from uh, Isley, and then she was a piece of shit. And she and Max Bemis from Say Anything are married now. And I hate Max Bemis, so they can go and be shitty together, and I don't care. But now that Chad has someone that is awesome, it's just fantastic. So, you know, I, I, I guess I got off on a tangent about something that doesn't have anything to do with this movie. But that's kind of what I think that you guys want. So, um, <laughs> Well, you're so, talking about a lot of music that I don't recognize. Like, I, I listen to anything? punk music like the Talking Heads. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> I was about to make a know. Talking Heads reference because I feel like this entire movie is essentially just like – the lyrics of a Talking Heads song just done as a film. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, we're, we're steamrolling past probably the most important part of this whole podcast. You know who the executive producer of this film was? Who? Charles fucking Band. <laughs> oh, shit, son. And he, it's also, he, he also has, like, his brother that did the music supervision and a bunch of bands, like people with the last name Band are in the uh, intro credits, which um, just made me laugh so heartily as I was watching this yesterday, taking notes. Uh, but yeah, the, the the thing that Adam brought up that we really haven't talked about since is uh, Beef. Beef plays the father. Uh, Phantom of the Paradise's Beef plays the father in this movie. Uh, he's such a douchebag. Uh, I, I know that we declared that the parents... In dolls are the worst parents in horror film history, but the parents in Terrorvision are pretty close second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I have a note later on where it's just like uh, Sherman is uh, being crazy, and it's like um, let's just let's just uh, give him a pill or something. Like that. She's like, oh, he just needs a pill. So yeah, they're pretty bad parents. Um, she's like screaming when she's screaming at him and locks him in the bunker. Like, if you're too much of a pussy to sleep by yourself, then you'll have to sleep in the bunker with Grandpa. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, Mom. (laughs) Do not get between a mother and sexy time. Yeah, that's like the weird thing about this movie, though, is like kind of like dolls, not exactly like dolls, but kind of like dolls. It's in general fairly lighthearted. Of a movie, like it's it's you know it's but everybody com- dies. Everybody dies, and in like kind of really gross ways. <laughs> like like Grandpa's death is kind of fucking gross, and he's like one of the only nice people in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There there is six people dead before we hit the half hour mark. You know, but the thing is, is that they all happen within about a ten minute period. Yeah, or it, maybe a five minute period. Like the the hungry beast just goes after everyone. I mean, this movie's really two two to three parts. Like, part one is 
like introducing all the characters and then immediately killing all but three of them. And then those three characters last a long ass time, and it's real zany because they're like teaching the hungry beast words and that's names what i mean like the part two pizza. is like a completely different movie like part two it's, is like et like it suddenly turns into et where it's well, like he, oh they OD do. makes an et joke yeah so i mean at least they are reticent to the fact that they are kind of doing three things here but yeah like they just straight up like tone completely changes and now it's about like kids and their alien friends and yeah. then part three is like alien friend turns on them well, there was a good chunk of the movie that I'm like, why are they being so nice to this alien? Like, are they not aware that they like he killed their parents? And then I realized, like, no, they, they didn't realize that their parents are dead. I guess the whole time they've been doing this, they assume that their parents are having an orgy with two random people and their grandfather, grandfather in the other room. I was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, which, this, this which, movie has so many questions to be answered. What's a worse scenario, that your parents were eaten by an alien or that they're so fucking weird that that's like the acceptable thing that you're like, ah, they're probably just having an orgy with Grandpa. <laughs> okay, this is, this is going to bring us to a dead stop. And we'll just skip right over this if we don't want to do it. But I, I have a would you rather for you guys. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, yes, yeah, absolutely. Would you rather? Let's do it. Okay, okay. So your mom and your girlfriend, they're, they like Freaky Friday switch bodies, okay? Okay. And, you ha- and the only way to reverse that process is to have sex with one of them. Do you have sex with your mom's brain and your girlfriend's body or your girlfriend's brain and your mom's body? Oh. Dude, this is the worst. Qu- I Man, I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, um, because because one of them ruins you, and one of them ruins your mom. Like, well, they they ruin you kind of both ways. But like, if you're having sex with your mom and your girlfriend's body, that kind of ruins your mom because your mom's like, "Wow, I just had sex with my son." To you, you could kind of be like, "Yeah, I, I just had sex with my girlfriend." Um, but if you have sex with your girlfriend and your mom's body, it's just like, I was, I was. This is an important question. I'm gonna f- question: Do you have to be looking at them while it's happening? I don't think that – Matt, I know it's been a little bit – It's been a little bit, but listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm shutting off the lights. I'm closing my eyes. I'm doing my mom. Like, uh, with, girlfriend's, well, with girlfriend's brain. With, I got to hey, put uh, in my punk CD <laughs> to set the mood. It's going to be like, don't you want me, baby? <laughs> that that um, punk hit by Human League. <laughs> Um, so, so I think that the, the the biggest issue here is that Matt has totally forgotten what having sex is like. Um, you're, if you turn the lights off, yes, I guess you could pretend like you don't know who you're inside, but uh, there's no proper answer. Suicide is the only answer. <laughs> Adam, yeah, what, is that what your answer was? Well, I'm just like I'm not having sex with either of you. Fuck you. You're, that's it. We're I'm out. Peace. I don't have a well, mom I, or a girlfriend anymore. <laughs> I was about to say, what's the ultimatum here? Like, what would happen if you don't have sex with either one? Is it is it just like the world ends? Is it they break your girlfriend breaks up with you, or I guess your mom gets like an extra thirty years of life, and your girlfriend dies thirty years too early? I guess. Oh, oh, wait. So it's a Freaky Friday, but there's no takesy backsies. Exactly. Short of, oh, short uh, of sex. is the sexual scenario where you have to have sex with one of them to switch it out. Does mom have, have any terminal illnesses? 
Well, no, but she's definitely thirty years older than the girlfriend. I mean, you're sac- you're sucking thirty years of life out of out of your your girlfriend, right? I just I just sucked three years of your life away. <laughs> Tell me how does that feel? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Um, yeah, Adam, you are one dark person for even asking that, but, uh, let's get to some of the, the just one-off quotes that this movie is great about, great with. Holy Tomato, uh, is a, is a great punchline for beef, because no, who doesn't love tomatoes on top of beef? Um, <laughs> and then, and I'm, I'm, like I said, this is only the second time I've ever watched this film. And um, I see they're, they're standing in the foyer, and I'm like, is there water flowing out of that statue's nipples? And then you see it about five minutes later, and yep, there's water flowing out of that statue's nipples. Um, and that automatically reminded me that the, the parents are weird, pervy people. Um, there's a weird thing going on with Heineken in this film where uh, the, the, the neighbor that is really familiar – I didn't get a chance to look him up on IMDb, but I, I didn't even actually catch his name, so I I wasn't about to go digging for it. But that guy looks super familiar. But he's he comes over and uh, Beef is like, this thing's broken. It's guy's supposed to have a warranty. And he's like, a warranty only recovers repairs. And he's like, and and he's like, can I, he drinks the Heineken and, and while he's watching the mom work out. And then he's like, hey, can I have another Heine if I'm hanging out? And, he's, and then Beef is like, hey, if you're going to guzzle my Heine, then you have to help me. And I'm like, it, that's a little too on the nose. I get it. Sex jokes. I get it. But then later on, Medusa is done with her show and she's drinking a Heineken, like very obviously holding a Heineken bottle. And so I feel like Charles Band was just like, guys, guys, I got it. We're going to fund this film, which is way, way higher budget than 99% of the shit that I churn out right now. Um, how can we do that? Maybe beer sponsorship. Yeah, a little product placement, a little early age product placement back then, yeah. I don't all, know. I, all I know is that Elvira Ripoff has one of the most obnoxious voices I've ever heard. I don't even think, I don't think fucking Duke would even want to be with her. Actually, no. this movie has a lot of annoying voices because the one swinger girl is pretty she's bad. She's got a Jersey. She's got a Jersey accent every third sentence, which I actually I made a note. I was like, her her Jersey accent sucks, and Jersey accents are so easy. Adam well, can even do them. Yeah, even me. Well, come on, I'm the king of impressions here, so I don't know what you're talking about. But um, it's it's like here I thought you were the king of cartoons. <laughs> Um, it's like the reason she's losing her accent is because in between takes she's huffing helium and then it's slowly fading away from her. So she's like, I don't think that that's the helium that's fading away. I think that's the fucking coke. Man, her nose looked like it was about to fall off. Was it just high knees and blow all day long on this set? <laughs> that's well, that pretty much like... how most of the stuff we talk about was made. I'm I was going to sure. say, I feel like that's the mo of a Charles Band movie. <laughs> Yeah, how? What's the best excuse to do as much blow as possible? Um, nose candy. Uh, but Od is the worst metalhead ever. I actually wrote down that he was a punk at first, but then I remember that he's like, "Oh, dude, kid, you like metal? Kiss the boot." And the kid's like, "Kiss the ass," and he like shoves his—I think it's a fake gun at that point—into his dick. 
into OD's dick. And I was just, uh, you know, the problem is, is that it's only two weeks since we watched um, Return of the Living Dead. And no 80s punker is more intimidating or awesome or has a better name than Suicide. This is true. From Return of the Living Dead. So I just, this guy, also the guy that they picked is wearing the shittiest wig. Well, wait, do you know who that guy is? He's really familiar, but I didn't look him up. He is the Wolfman from Monster Squad. What? <laughs> no. Yep. The guy that plays OD? Yep. Wolfman from Monster Squad just wearing a big-ass black wig to cover up the fact that he's bald as shit. That, now, is, I, that is Uncle fucking Rico from Napoleon Dynamite right there. Playing oh, my OD. God. <laughs> what? Wow, I didn't know that. This is this is not like a Johnny Depp scenario. Stuff. Don't <laughs> worry, I, I had no fucking idea either. Well, yeah. are you, are you after kidding? after he fought that alien, he tried to throw a football over them mountains in the background. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. The the guy OD is the actor who played Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. I'm just actually I'm gonna get on IMDb and look up um, Uncle Rico because I need to see what else this dude has been in. Um, while you're doing that, I, I've the, got it all pulled up for you. The Medusa horror host is so overtly Elvira, like, yeah. And, and well, she's an Elvira ripoff, but she's so like overly sexual. And um, it felt like she was on like the Penthouse channel, like they were getting this satellite beamed <laughs> in, like unscrambled porn channels. Like she was about to introduce like Evil Head or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that she was just straight making fun of Elvira, but um, I have a note later on that says there's some really disturbing crease situation going on on the like armpit area of her breasts, and, and they were just like I felt so bad for her breasts. I think I felt more sadness and empathy for the pain that she must have been in in that shit costume than anyone else's character in this film. Everybody else, I'm pretty much okay with them dying, except for maybe Sherman. But, uh, but yeah, her boobs were the saddest character in this whole whole movie. Back in the 80s, they were still figuring boob jobs out, man. They hadn't got it down to an art yet. Well, no, she already had gigantic breasts. It's just that the slope of them, the natural slope, was not what they, what the, what that costume made it out to be. And so they were, like, pushed up a good two inches higher than they should have naturally been. And she looked like she, I mean, that looked painful to me, but that's just me. Um, so uh, we need to talk a little bit about the monster booger budget, like the slime budget for this movie must have been the vast majority of what this production cost. Yeah. That, like that gack that they were just throwing in people's faces <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. And then, then they just, I, I think that Spiro is on to something when he gets into the hot tub and he's like, what is this, some kind of sex lube? And he, like, grabs a handful of it. I'm almost positive that they filled that pool up and did that scene first. They they bought, like, ten drums of that shit on uh, whatever the 80s equivalent of Amazon would have been. And, uh, and then they just scooped it out of the pool and colored it different colors with, like, food dye in order to do all the deaths, like everybody's death where the Hungry Beast like turned them into juice. Yeah, into it was slime. just a whole lot of fucking petroleum jelly dyed yeah. different colors. Yeah, I'm um, pretty sure that's what it was. Side, side note, because I did look at uh, OD's IMDB page, 
And uh, I find it interesting that for Monster Squad, they don't list him as Wolfman. His character is listed as Desperate Man. Yes, that's what I went to the um, Monster Squad IMDb and I couldn't find him because I was like, I, I, "There's no Wolfman. There's sure, yeah. and there's the the Dracula, the the Draculas, and the the, the, the creatures the from the Black Lagoons, creatures, <laughs> and the the, the mummies." Uh, anyway, um, yeah, like they they they. I don't know why the desperate man. Like, do, do we know that? Is that a thing, or is that just? The I guess month, because the uh, only time that you really see him, it's always him desperately trying to get killed. Yeah. Yeah, kill me! Or was he, he's like grabs the cop's gun as he yeah. says, shoot me or something. Yeah, but the bullets weren't silver bullets, so he comes back. Yeah, I was about to say, those and, bullets wouldn't have done shit! Yeah. Um, he comes yeah, back and man. kills the guy that's driving the uh, the morgue bus or whatever. <laughs> now, wouldn't that guy have been turned into a werewolf? Well, I think it depends on if he murdered him or not. If he's straight up I, dead, then no. But if he lives, then he becomes a werewolf. Can I, can, I, I feel like this conversation is better suited for when we absolutely one day do Monster Squad. That might have to be like episode 100. We just build our way up to Monster Squad for the big old 100. You know what I think that episode would be is just you cutting together all the times we talk about Monster Squad <laughs> within the next uh within the next 50 episodes or 48 episodes because we've talked about it a significant amount or we've we talked it about it like enough a, that we could do just a mashup episode of just monster squad talk but i have no qualms with doing monster squad multiple times i will do monster squad all night long me either i don't have an issue with that but we really need to hurry up and fucking do bud the chud because uh you know who <laughs> plays you know who plays bud in that movie beef beef <laughs> You but, know, I, I love you guys, and I, but I don't love you enough to sacrifice another pick for Chud 2. <laughs> Plus, uh, a little man behind the curtain, we know a certain boss man who has a, a pick that would work perfectly with with uh, Horror Movie Night doing Bud the Chud, but we'd have to do it first. <clears throat> Jonathan London. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have some words with him at San Diego Comic Con at booth three nine one nine this weekend. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Hopefully, we'll get to do the the pick that Jonathan London. I looked back. John submitted. So so to to reveal a little bit behind the curtains, John asked us if we would do an episode on Chud with him as the guest. Literally before the Wolf Cop episode came out, so it's been yeah, that was supposed 50... to be that was supposed to be like the third episode, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so it's been almost fifty episodes of John rescheduling when he's going to be on this podcast. But <laughs> and, we've and... all watched it, and none of us want to rewatch. I still have my notes. From I have notes moment... too. I'm not rewatching it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and every week, I'm like, okay, so what's what's up on the schedule coming up? And we're like, oh, this, this, uh, maybe, but maybe Chud too. Who fucking knows? <laughs> this. Well, no, uh, no, no, it's maybe Chud 1. It's Chud 1. We still... Did you watch Chud 2? Is this going to be oh, like a no, leprechaun no, no. situation? Oh. Hey, I watch I watch the movies, like, hours before we record. So <laughs> I didn't watch he's Chud finishing or them. That's Yeah, true. sometimes he's finishing them as we're trying to Skype together our call. <laughs> um, Calls. But yeah, so... So yeah, the... <laughs> So we can kind of speed through this. Uh, well, so, I have I have a couple of notes, and I'll it'll run us through all the way to the end of the movie. Let's here. do it then. Okay. Wait, so wait. I wanna... hey, can I can I pop in my notes where yours uh, where where they come next to yours? All right. Well, where I'm at is the. I second always time... come next to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
where I'm at is the second time that they call uh, Medusa. Okay. And so we're missing one thing. Okay, go ahead. Uh, the the um, the Sherman is too neurotic to be in movies, but being a soldier is great because you get to rape and pillage and murder people. Uh, that that line is is real out there. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the, there's that, and then you're also missing when Beef decides that he's not okay with gay people, which is yeah, ironic. It's so strange because he seems so flamboyantly gay in everything he's in. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I, oh, I can't wait until we do Chud too. You guys just gave me the biggest Chud on ever. <laughs> um, yeah, you got itty bitty Chuds for us. <laughs> are you saying that you're butting a Chud right now? <laughs> 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 well, episode 100, best of. <laughs> well, um, what's weird is the line that Spiro says um, to the wife where he's like, oh, no, you don't understand. I'm Greek. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, no, 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 but, but I love Greek culture. And he's like, she's like, yeah. He's like, That's, that means I like to fuck men. I'm like, what are you, what? Where is this going? Yeah, also, I feel like that joke kind of missed the mark, and it could have been so much funnier if he's like, because he's like, I like boys, and he should have been like, what about Sherman? <laughs> I actually have a note, like, why isn't he trying to get with Sherman if he's if he's Greek, um, if he's trying to go Greco-Roman style? Shh, guys, quiet. That's the sound of every Greek listener unsubscribing to the podcast at this moment. Hey, don't be mad at us. Be mad at Charles Band. I, I, yeah, seriously, if you're ever mad at us, it's usually because of Charles Band. It's usually Charles Band's fault. Um, uh, but there's a fart monster sighting in 50 minutes, and I know fucking Duke is in the back just pumping his fist like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, man. When Duke saw that goo on the floor, he's like, fucking, where's Angela? Get her in here. <laughs> Um, okay, but they call they call Medusa again, and she's like, "It's me." He's like, "It's me. It's Sherman again." And she's like, "Listen, kid, I'm done. I don't want to fucking talk to you." And then um, the sister picks up the phone. And she goes, uh, "Hello, it's me. It's Sherman's sister." And it's like, "Oh shit, man. We should really listen to what she has to say." All right. <laughs> you know what I find strange? I find it strange that she has a French accent and better off dead and not in television. Yeah. Hmm. It's almost like she's acting and playing different characters. Bullshit! That's bullshit! No! Uh, okay, could you could a, you do a wait, punk wait, character wait. for us? Yeah! <laughs> like, like, puke me out. Barf me out. Yeah, that's her That's her favorite line. Barf me out. Uh, she yeah. plays... Heather's this is so not well. as far as, like, catchphrases go. But there are so many of them in there that's just like they're trying to make they're trying to make fetch happen. Yeah. Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> I, I'm gonna start making "Don't be impatient, butthole" happen. That's what <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing that yeah. one back. Oh, oh, I found my note about ET. What Od says is like, oh, it's like one of those, those space guys, you know, from that movie that makes you cry like a butthole. And I was thinking, like, what is what does crying like a butthole mean? You know, like, does that mean that you have brown tears? I was going to say, that sounds like a wet fart. That's chocolate rain, guys. (laughs) So that cop, who plays the cop? He's very familiar. He didn't have tape on his mustache, so I didn't catch it. There's not an electrical tape mustache, then I forget all about the cop's existence. All cops are bullshit without the uh, electrical tape. Complete credibility loss. Keeps cutting back to that alien that's on the TV, 
and he keeps waving his hands in front of him and being like, yeah. Earthlings, I'm telling you. But, like, there was, like, a montage in between where they were, like, teaching the alien how to talk and stuff. So has that guy just been looking into the camera, waving his hands, and imploring Earth for, like, hours and hours yes. at a time? Yes, yeah, that's, that's the joke, actually. Okay, all right. Um, whoosh. <laughs> So once once it's down to just the brother and the sister, like the movie grinds to a fucking halt because I don't know who told them to do this, but like there's a three second pause between each of their lines. You're like, oh my god, he killed OD. What are we going uh, to do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, sure that was intentional, uh, just strictly because if Charles Band is the executive producer of anything, I feel like he's like, yeah, yeah do that i'm looking on the imdb page and it seems like they had a way higher expectation of the budget for this movie based on who they originally wanted to cast for a lot of this because <laughs> it says that the the woman who played the mom was originally supposed to play medusa instead of beef it was supposed to be harry sheer that played the father from like fucking spinal tap and shit oh man and they wanted belinda carlisle to play Susie. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that, though. That makes absolute yeah. sense. And also, they wanted Frank Zappa to do the uh, musical score. Whoa. That, Whoa. Uh, high hopes for this one. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, that's a lot of expectations for a movie that ended up being a whole bunch of nobodies <laughs> and the chick from Better Off Dead. <laughs> like, yeah, I was about to say, Diane Franklin, hey, come on. She did, she was in a movie with uh, John Cusack, so it's not, she's not a nobody. She, she has, like, a book about her life that i have always considered picking up because she was in like she like it was like a book about being in like four or five of the most important films in the 80s and then just dis or like the most beloved 80s films and then just disappearing entirely <laughs> how many more notes you got there going adam just just the one and it's the scene where the monster breaks through the wall and uh he's doing like that vacuum effect that's like trying to suck them closer to him and they scream into the camera <laughs> while a fan blows on them for a full two and a half minutes. And I was like, ah, fucking stop. <laughs> it's so annoying. And I get that they're playing it up for comedic effect, but it was like, they they really towed it over the line where it was like, okay, guys, this isn't funny. Yeah, stop. It's a real family guy type of joke right there. <laughs> this was the second time I watched it too. And it's, uh, it wasn't as enjoyable as the first time I watched it, just knowing what you're, you're going to get going in. But it's still it's still a lot of fun. It's still an enjoyable movie. Uh, if you've never seen it before, then I absolutely say grab some blow, grab some Heine, get your swinger friends together. Can we? Should we talk about the ending of this movie, or should we at least uh, say if you haven't seen it, enjoy the the really ridiculous last like ten minutes of this movie? Well, we can just talk. So basically, the movie ends with the the original alien that's been broadcasting on television over and over again. Uh, showing up at the house and being like, look, I can fix everything. <laughs> uh, all we got to do is we got to contain the monster. We can pull some of its DNA. We can clone all of the people that it ate. Uh, they're no, gonna no, they're live not in they're, they're, They will be your parents, but they'll have to live in a fish it tank. Works. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, the end of this movie is so dark. Yeah. It's great. So, but they're like, okay, what is, you know, Susie's like, yeah. So, like... <laughs> All of a sudden, everything seems fine until fucking Medusa rolls in, sees the alien that's trying to help them, and panics and shatters his glass that was protecting him from dying from the Earth's atmosphere. So his head fucking explodes. Yes, we got a head explosion. 
and then uh, and then the monster comes and mutates with Medusa. And the movie ends with like a half alien, half Medusa getting into the car, being like, "Come on, come on, come on!" As they're about to like take her back to the studio. <laughs> that's my impression that of Medusa. Impression is, that's spot on, my friend. <laughs> yeah, and fucking make it snappy too. <laughs> but that is a uh, that is that is Terrorvision. Um, We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. So, did you guys uh, watch anything this week? Yeah, yeah. I started watching something on Netflix. Um, I started watching the original Twilight Zone series, which, that's so cool that they have all the original Twilight Zones on Netflix, because I can just watch them at my leisure. So here's it's fun. Can I tell you a little warning about Twilight Zone? As a, as a person who loves the Twilight Zone, and as a person who is binged the entire series on multiple most occasions. Most of them are crap. No, it's not even that most of them are crap. That that would be an incorrect statement. The problem is most of them reuse the exact same twist over and over and over again. So you're definitely going to want to space that shit out because you're going to see like four or five in a row where the ending is like, it was Earth all along. Like That's just always <laughs> the twist for some reason. But there's some really... like. Having watched the Twilight Zone as many times as I have, like, there's really good scary ones. I still think Eye of the Beholder, in particular, is like one of the best short horror segments ever made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watched. You guys are gonna love this. I watched The Last Wis- Witch Hunter with Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't know about what? that movie, Matt. Come on, man. What? <laughs> yeah, the smash breakout hit of The Last Witch Hunter. I'm sure there'll be many sequels, so don't worry. It was but... horrendous. It was <laughs> it was bad in all aspects of everything it tried to do. Uh, it was it's about uh, Vin Diesel being a 700 year old witch killing guy who works for like a secret order of people that kill witches. Yeah. If you, I watched it maybe three days ago, but if you ask me how it ended, I have no fucking idea. I really don't remember. But it had, it had like Vin Diesel, Michael Caine, and Elijah Wood in in this movie. Um, I don't know who put guns to those three people's heads to do this, but man, it was fucking bad. It's real bad. Whoever, whatever bank owns the uh, mortgage to their houses. Yeah, exactly. Look, you want to be on the fucking street, Elijah Wood? Well, come on, put on this priest outfit. We got a movie for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know that you're not drowning in business off er, movie offers after doing the Maniac remake. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he produced the Maniac remake, though. <laughs> he's producing a lot of weird shit. Yeah. He I mean, I own... love Elijah Wood, but he's definitely not swimming in cash right now. Yeah. I mean, he's. He used all of his. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's got to be swimming in cash. He was in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like I'm sure the what? residuals what? of that. Who oh, was he in Lord of the Rings? Elijah Wood. 
Wait, are you fucking jackass? No, you... I'm not joking. Come on. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Listen, after Tusk, I mean anything. <laughs> fucking... Anything uh, could happen. Uh, but I was going to say, uh, <laughs> he he does own like his own horror company now that's like produces yeah. like cooties and shit like that. But, um, oh, I watched Cooties as well. Is that worth watching? I still haven't seen it yet. Uh, to be honest, no. <laughs> um, so I actually didn't get around to watching too much because, uh, you know, there was a lot of festivities going on with Fourth of July. I'm, trying, I'm working some extra hours to get some extra scratch before I go to California. Um, but I did participate in this weird thing on uh, July 1st that some of you guys may have joined us in, in which we watched <laughs> a shit ton of horror movies all day. You can follow us on Twitter and figure out all that. But I bounced out on uh, on Sleepaway Camp at midnight because, you know, I had watched it a week prior. It didn't really feel like it was necessary to watch it again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but instead, uh, my friend was uh, hanging out with me throughout the marathon, and I found out that she had never seen the movie Mary and Max, which I think is like one of the best animated films ever made. So I had her sit down and watch that. Uh, and that's really fucking good. Um Really funny, really charming, sad. Uh, it's it's all of the things that modern kids' films have turned into. Uh, definitely worth checking out. And I did actually uh, bounce out into the theaters for once to see Finding Dory. And uh, it's pretty good. I like it more than Finding Nemo, but it's far from the best Pixar film. So I'm the Adam O'Brien this week who only watched cartoons, apparently. <laughs> um, Feel, feels good, man. Don't, don't, don't beat yourself up. Cartoons are totally okay. I mean, I'm not ever going to see Finding Dory. I think you're a huge loser for that. But, like, other than that, it's okay. Hey, Finding Dory was delightful. (laughs) That was Terror Vision from 1986. We will be discussing a ton of movies in the future, as you know. But when we get those movie picks, a lot of them come from you guys when you email us at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are just a couple of weeks removed from our one-year anniversary, so if you haven't gotten around to checking out the Best Of episode, definitely check that bad boy out. If you're not subscribing to us on SoundCloud, hit us up at soundcloud.com backslash night, and you can follow us on Twitter at HMNPodcast. That is uh, mostly Adam over there, but he is absolutely killing it, as always, on Twitter. And don't forget to also check out Fucking Duke, which is Scott. I don't know how often Scott's been tweeting since the uh, the marathon, but I do what I can. <laughs> I do what I can, eh? Hey, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm fucking tweeting over here. Uh, we're still trying to decide if we are going to do uh, Patreon or if we're going to do an Indiegogo, and we're still very open to any of your guys' insights and opinions. Uh, if we do anything, it probably won't even be until you know September, October. But we appreciate the insight that we have gotten so far. But more importantly, let's remind you to please send us an email, hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you feel about the show. Give us movie suggestions. Or like I said, you don't even have to give us movie suggestions. Just write an email. We'll read it. We don't care. Uh, And be sure to keep rating and reviewing us on iTunes. I saw that we got a new review recently, uh, and we super appreciate it. Thank you guys for everything that you do for us, and tune in next week for more.
Let me see if I can get my voice ready for this one. (laughs) 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 Oh, found our bumper. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 